Episode 26. Episode 26. Episode 26. I'm feeling like I'm rich. Uh-uh. Okay. I thought you going to say something about the Knicks. No, 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 no Knicks love, no Knicks slander, no Knicks love. Or no I was Knicks waiting. Love. I'm like, what rhymes with six? Not that many things. <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's Avia and Law. Good yeah. night, Harlem. In t- today's episode is going to be a conglomerate of conversations and things that we've been talking about for the past day. Uh, We're back Avia. to our original format. Avia, yeah. I, w- I want to start with black twitter 101 the the antithesis of black twitter and that is kanye west a guy who anything he says becomes twitter noteworthy and he said something on twitter that became extremely noteworthy and that thing that kanye brought up and this is going to start our hyper good night the thing that kanye west brought up was the fact that he loves the way candace owens thinks this is from a tweet at 10.15 a.m. on April 21st. Now, for those of you guys who don't know who Candace Owens is, Candace Owens is a right-wing analyst who goes on shows like, I don't know, Fox and Friends. Uh, she does she does other work with other right-wing <sighs> companies. She has points of views that I I don't know how else to stress this, but uh, are denigrating to black people. And she says that she's uplifting black people. But if you're working with Infowars and you're working with Fox News, I don't really trust you. She's the same person that's in the past that blasted Black Lives Matter. Um, she's very hard on Democrats, and that's fine. I don't, I don't mind any of that stuff. But she basically is saying Democrats need to break out of their slum in thought and black people need to break away from Democrats as a whole. She's also called Donald Trump uh, quintessential to our overall being. And she believes that he, uh, more than anybody, can change the culture for the good. So with all that being said, I would love to know, hyper good night. What are your thoughts to this, Avia? I mean, first of all, I'm clearly good nighting it. (laughs) But I'm not surprised. I mean... Kanye West is the same man who sat down with Trump. Yes, it was 15 that's minutes. It was, it was 15 minutes. That is, that is but true. that's 15 minutes of his life he will never get back. That's also true. Who sat with Trump to discuss life. The same person who doesn't even vote at all. Okay? Yeah. So, I'm not surprised by this. I'm not phased by it. Honestly, Kanye has been in a sunken place ever since his mom died. I will say it once. I will say it again. He's been in that sunken sunken place ever since his mom died. And honestly, I would expect nothing less from him at this point. Um, wow. I miss the old Kanye, just like he said throw, in his throw song. Throw it away. He made the song about it because it's true. And he wants, to, he wants to make fun of it. But it's like we are all hoping, praying, and wishing that he, he, he comes back at some point. That's it. Is it my turn? Yeah, go ahead. That's all I got to say about that fool. So as far as Hyper are concerned, um, I'm going to hype this, actually. Okay. I'm all for him doing this, and I'm always going to be for him doing this, because what he is saying is not that he agrees with all of her rhetoric. He just likes the way she thinks. She's an outside thinker. She's not following the norms. His biggest thing, and the thing he pushes all the time, is following things that are outside of the norm. I don't mind any of that. And I also don't mind somebody that has a convert conservative voice that's in the black community. Although her bigging up Trump and doing all this stuff is crazy backwards. Her diminishing Black Lives Matter is crazy black backwards. But 
Uh, Kanye West saying that he he thinks he likes the way she thinks makes perfect sense to me because I'm like they would be on the same page. He's very out of the box thinker in the sense of he's not following what the social norms are constructed for artists. She's not following what the social norms are constructed for black people. So there. I'm all about thinking outside the box. Mm-hmm. But if it comes to the point where your thoughts are outside the box so much so that they are detrimental to your community and who you are, yeah. I'm not for that. That's fair. Yeah. I, that's a very fair point. Yeah. All right. Let's move right along. Now, if for those of you living under a rock, and I don't know how you would have missed this story, and if you did miss this story, shame on you. Starbucks has released a, an apology for <laughs> something that happened at one of their Philadelphia stores. There was two black men that were arrested at a Philadelphia uh, Starbucks for trespassing. The reason why they were arrested was because supposedly they did not order any food and thereby the manager saying, hey, you guys haven't ordered anything. I actually did. We're going to order anything. You guys should order something and they did not. However, what's been confirmed based on video evidence and based on the guy's story is that the actual cops were called two minutes after the guys had gotten there so there wasn't very much time for any of that stuff to take place in the first place not only that but uh coming out of this what they've learned is that there were people who were already in the starbucks like a white man for instance who was in the cafe for 30 minutes without making a purchase yet these guys were there for two minutes Mm, seems a little weird however this has created a backlash and a lot of black twitter has been saying they're going to boycott starbucks Avia, are you hyper good night to the boycott of Starbucks based on their situation? I'm gonna good night that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just on a good nighting spree. Why not? You get a good night. You get a good night. Um, I watched this interview from uh, Rosalind Brewer, who is the COO of Starbucks. She's been in the role for six months. She is an African American woman. Yeah, and. That really shed some light on the practices of Starbucks and how they need to improve upon it and how people have been able to do such a thing at these establishments because they're, the way that they set their rules as far as no loitering are very open-ended as far as what wow. loitering could be considered. That's true. Um, and so she even admitted that one of the things that Starbucks had an issue with was that when it came to their practices, they were very open-ended, they were very vague. There wasn't any sort of definitive measure that one should take in an instance like that. Now, she did say that what happened in that Starbucks in Philly was uncalled for. Um, I, After watching this interview, I felt a better sense of they are going to do the right thing. And not even just because there's so much outrage about it, but obviously this has called attention to their practices and how they need to better them. She also expressed how she has kids of her own and every day she fears for them being in the same situation. So having a person like that in that role speaks volumes to me. I did not hear that. Wow. Yeah. When you watch the interview, it's, it's, it's really good because it's like, wow, I'm so glad they have this person in this role. She's perfect. And she has never encountered anything like this since she's been in the role, but this will be like the first major thing that she's doing. But she expressed, just like any other black mom in America, the fear of their child being treated in the same way. So for someone to have that that inside experience of being black and knowing what it's like to be black in America and to be on a on 
Starbucks team as someone who's a higher up, I can imagine nothing but good things coming out of it. I do know that they're having a, a day in May where they're going to shut down the stores yeah. and do their anti-whatever training. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what they call it. That, that made my day. <laughs> but... I mean, it's it's a good step. Of course, I Girl, feel we did like anti whatever training the other day. I feel like they're gonna need a lot more to it. Um, I just hope that they make those those rules clear, and and that's what she noted was the biggest issue is that having an open ended way of practice, anyone can do whatever they please and still say, "Wow, I was following the store's guidelines." So I'm I'm gonna good night the boycott because it's not Starbucks, okay? Starbucks is not the problem; it's the individuals that that worked in this location and worked at other locations who have a problem with people just being black and living while black and that's illegal nowadays so i'm not gonna boycott starbucks i don't go to starbucks anyway i'm more of a dunkin donuts type of girl um that's so true <laughs> but it, i'm not gonna lump starbucks in this one thing because i feel like they are taking action to correct the situation and i can do nothing but commend them for it all right so here here's here's my two cents i'm gonna say good night to any kind of protest because i think protest should mean something and what are we really protesting in this situation we're protesting against one local agency it's the same thing i said about the h&m stuff like protesting uh one entity is just i don't know it's a little much now i will say this much in defense of uh in defense of the guys they should be they should be given some kind of something. I agree. I don't know what they should be given because I, I don't want to be the person that's dictating what award, what should be rewarded coming out of this. But I just don't think it's right. Um, so they need to figure that shit out. Um, and they need to figure that out ASAP. I think I, I, I appreciate their CEO stepping up and just, you know. Personally apologizing. Yeah, like he flew that, to Philly. When does that happen? That's, what I'm, um, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I was proud of that. But... I think the the last part of it that I would say is um, this isn't new. Like I don't I don't know. This is continually happening. I'm not defending whether or not it's the right thing or wrong thing. I'm just saying we know as a as a whole like this is just how things go as black people. And I'm not saying that we we need to continue that those practices, but this is reality. So I'm gonna hype the white person who took that uh, phone camera footage. <laughs> You, you deserve an award for exposing the madness that black people go through on a daily basis. Okay, let's let's move the process along. All right, in uh, our final hyper good night of the day. So, as everyone knows, J Cole just released his new album. Now, one of the songs that came out of J Cole's new album is titled "The Intro to 1985." That song, and if you guys have not heard it. Uh, basically was a, a, a cry and or uh, I don't want to call it a diss. Whatever I do, I don't want to call this a diss because it's not a diss. It was his way of communicating to the younger rappers right now that are out um, and, and, and saying something to them. It is what I would call a black TED talk by a rap. What I want to do <laughs> is... TED talk. I what, like that. What, I like that. What, <laughs> Well, those, those kids don't even know what a TED Talk is. What I want to do is say, anybody that hasn't heard Intro to 1985, please go listen to that. That's a very powerful song. But he actually made this track, and people are calling it a diss track to Little Pump. And if you don't know anything about Little Pump, Little Pump is a 17-year-old kid who last year 
had one of his biggest songs, and that was Gucci Gang. Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. Um, he had made a faux song, which was a fake song, uh, entitled uh, Fuck J. Cole. <laughs> which it just repeats in the background, Fuck J. Cole. And it was his way of saying, fuck anybody that believes that you have to be extremely lyrical, etc. to be a rapper. And he's just kind of against that whole plight. Not really against J. Cole, per se, but just against the whole fact that you have to be a certain way if you're a rapper. And in fairness, you don't. If, if rappers for years have been doing different things and it, it has never just been one way or the other. So, Avia, I would go to you and say hyper good night to J. Cole doing the Black TED Talk to, towards to address <laughs> the Black TED Talk. I'm so glad you're calling it. Hyper TED good talk. night. I'm going to hype it. I'm totally going to hype it. Okay. Um, He's definitely taking a high road. But you don't think you don't think this is coming off a little preachy to the youth, though? Do you know what I mean? Uh, Instead of dissing him, I think he makes preachy. good points, though. I mean, the end of the song is what got me. Like, in five years, you're going to be on Love and Hip Hop. <laughs> and I'm sorry if I was a spoiler alert for anybody. My bad. But, I mean, I don't know if it's coming off preachy as opposed to coming off uh, with some actual means to it. Like, honestly, the only person that I could think of, and I blame this person, but I love this person so much. The only person I could think of who has successfully had a career as a young tot well into his 30s and he is talking about lean sex bitches everything Wayne. that yes we everything that that Migos and uh all these little uh what I call them skittle skittlehead rappers <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, Wayne created these rappers in my opinion. That's that but that that's what I'm saying. He is the person to blame for this and I love him to death and I love he his songs to death because he paved the way for these people to have this sort of music. Um I think what J Cole is saying is that at 37 if you want longevity in your career, are you really going to be rapping about lean? Are you really going to be rapping about bitches? Are you really going to be rapping about these things that are trendy as fuck right now because yeah. there's nothing else to rap about cuz that's all they know? Big facts. Right. And are you really going to be doing that? And what he's saying is that it's all about creating a classic. Think about Jay-Z when he first came out. He can still perform those songs from his first album and it, it, it will still resonate. If Migos was 37, 38, and they're talking about lean, and they have like, I don't know, 18 kids between the three of them, and they're talking about lean, and they're talking about the trap house and cooking up whatever in the kitchen, like, how long can you do this? Really, how long? For it to be believable, and we're like, okay, you're really doing that right now? Because you're rapping about it right now, but we don't believe your lifestyle has changed. We don't believe you. Right. You, you need, need more, more people. people. Now, my thing is, if you're going to rap about it at that age, live that lifestyle. Because at that point, you're not you're not doing a Wayne. Wayne lives the lifestyle. That That's just what it is. At 30, what was he, 35? He's still drinking lean. He's still dealing with bitches. He's, and he's having these kids. But how many of them can actually do it? And I think... Cole is coming from a place of, you want longevity? This is what you do. If you want to be cool now, keep on doing what you're doing. See how long it lasts. Oh, you're going to be on Love & Hip Hop. And nobody wants to be <laughs> on Love & Hip Hop unless you're Cardi B and you're starting from that point and building upon it. But once you go to Love & Hip Hop, it's a rap for you as, as an artist. There has not been one artist that has 
been essential in the game, gone to love and hip hop, and came back as a better artist. Maybe K. Michelle, but that's it. So I'm going to hype that. Go ahead. What do you think? I want to read one of the lyrics from this before I give my hyper goodnight, just to give you context on what I feel about this. He said, um, and this is J. Cole, by the way. He said, I respect the struggle, but you all fronting these days. Man, they barely old enough to drive, hence Lil Pump, who's 17 years old, <laughs> to tell them what they should do. Who the fuck am I? I heard one of them diss me. I'm surprised. I ain't tripping. Listen good to my reply. And then he literally goes from there to give you all of the ammunition as to what happens to you when you are a rapper in this scenario. And all he goes from there to tell you is, congrats because you made it out of your mama's house. I hope you make enough to buy your mama house. I see you watch your ice and your whip on foreigns. I got some good advice for you. Never quit touring. All he is saying there is, little man, this shit will wash up. This shit will dry out. You have to think beyond your current scenario. And most of these dudes aren't doing this. I appreciate him doing this, which is why I cannot goodnight him. I have to hype him. Okay, I was like, anytime, what are you doing? <laughs> any, anytime, anytime you're trying to give somebody game, it's up to them as to whether or not they want to listen to you. But I think this should happen. I, Jay-Z tried to do it in 444. Right. J. Cole's trying to do it in this 1985 song. I think more and more artists need to start listening to these dudes when they're having these conversations because I feel like it's going over their head and this is why they end up broke. I also blame Future. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to blame Future because Future is well into his 30s. I don't even know how old he is, but he's old enough to not be rapping about this stuff anymore, but that's all he does. That's really all he does. It, I think I'm And old. when you see someone s succeed in that way, you think, oh, I can do that too. I and I blame I, myself because I listen to Future. I think I'm disappointed with how <laughs> Little Pump responded, though. And this is the last thing I'm going to say I mean, about he's him. 17. He said, wow, you get so much props. You diss a 17-year-old, lame-ass jit. That's what he says. First off, what the fuck? Dude. He's not even really, truly dissing you, to be blatantly honest. He's not. He's giving you the game. But if you want to take this out of this, but it's one of those things where it's like when you're young and your parents tell you to do something a certain way or a, a better way to live your life because they've gone through those lessons and you don't listen to them because they're like, no, I'm I'm gonna do this and it's gonna work That's out, true. and then you have to actually go through life to realize it's not gonna work out. Little pump is not is not <laughs> gonna get the message till 20 years from now, and then by then nobody's gonna care. Gucci gang. Okay, <laughs> let's move on to black card revoked. It is obvious turn. Yes. I've been waiting on this for so long. I actually gave a clue to my Black Card Revoked yesterday on my IG story. Uh, Black Card Revoked is a segment where we talk about things that would make us characteristically unblack. So for this week, my Black Card Revoked is I don't like to swag surf. Oh, wow. All right. We're, you didn't we're, see we're, my IG story all yesterday? Right. All right. We're... I'm not going to do this with her. No, 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 no. I don't like to swag surf. I love... This, that, wait a second. Before she continues, swag surfing is the black national anthem. So I don't give a damn what Avia says on this. She's not When gonna... swag surfing comes on and I'm at a party, I go to the bathroom. That's what I do. Or I'll take a picture of everyone surfing. Now, look, I like the look of swag surfing. I like if I'm on a stage and I'm looking down. I like the look of the wave and everyone's cohesive and all going in the same direction. I like that look. 
It looks great. It's like the one time we can actually come together as a people. But I don't like actually doing it. Like I'm annoyed by doing it. And I have a friend who loves to swag surf. Uh, like most black human beings? No, but it's like to the point where she's like, they didn't play swag surf and she's mad about it. And I'm like, oh, I wasn't even thinking about that song that they didn't play. Uh, I'm, with, I'm with it. I'm with it. So I'm on board with that talk. I'm I'm like, cool if they don't play it because uh, I could I, care less. Like, I don't feel like my party Bobby, is. What is wrong with swag surf to you? Like, I, I get it. It's not the song. It is the dance, right? That's mm-hmm. what I'm hearing. There's nothing so wrong with that. I just dance? don't enjoy it i don't enjoy surfing now if you're at a party and there's a trillion black people and it's hot then they want to wrap their arms around your neck you got all the sweat from their arm on the back of your neck and you're supposed to sway from side to side girls got their 18 20 inch long braids flapping you in the face like and that's not every situation but i'm just saying like it's not i'd rather do Something else like the electric slide or something. And I'd be fine with that. I'm good with that. Like, I like the idea of swag surfing. Avia, I myself don't participate in Avia it. Javier went to HBCU as an act, in, and right now is acting like she went to a PWI. I'm like, not honestly, acting like anything. She, she I feel is like PWI and her ass off today. No, I'm not PWIing anything. My thing is, as a My black God. person, I don't think that there's. Do I sound like Kanye right now, where I'm I'm just sounding anti-black right now? Because it's the black national anthem. So yes. Okay, but before that, what was our national anthem? We didn't have one. Oh, we didn't. We actually we have do one. have one. We didn't have one. Oh, okay. Mm, okay. Lift every voice wasn't wasn't our. We didn't have one. Oh, okay. We have one now. Well, it's interesting That's how right. how black people have been around for so many years and we didn't have a black national it's anthem. And interesting then, how she doesn't actually like to dance with the rest of us. The rest of us, trust and believe. Hey, if there's anyone listening who also doesn't like swag surfing, like you don't mind watching people do it, but you yourself, who, you don't even like doing electric. Wait, who are these people? Lawrence, who, you don't even like doing like the, electric slide. Wait, who are these people that doesn't like the swag surfing? Okay, but Lawrence doesn't even like to do the electric slide. Who are these people? So who are these people that don't? You're like the, the pot surfing? calling the kettle black. Wait, I'm just calling the kettle. Black, you are the pot, period. though, because before swag surfing, there was an electric slide, and that was our thing that w- that we came together on. Where it's like you couldn't have a party without that, and you don't even like doing that. I swag when I surf. So, so basically, you're a, you're a little pump, and I'm a J Cole, and I'm telling you, I'm we've laid down the roots for you to be mm-hmm. little pump and swag. Well, I got surf. a pillow on my body, and my All friend's right. right behind me. I don't even know the words of the song either. I'm I know it's <laughs> My thing is if any if anyone out there doesn't like swag surfing, please let us know in comments. Friends, text me, um, DM me, whatever the case is on our Goodnight oh, Harlem uh, Instagram. It's just Goodnight Harlem. Right. She's He's me. tired of it. I I'm disappointed. And I'm tired of swag surfing. Wow. I'm ready for okay, the I'm ready way. for the next trend. <laughs> she's she's killing me. Uh-huh. She's killing me. Okay. All right. So let's move on into our main topic today. So as you guys know, we love talking about dating in general, and both we of haven't us, done it in such bo- a long time. Both both of us are not to say we're dating experts because that would be untrue, but both of us understand uh, what we will and won't put up with as far as dating because we're of an age where if you don't know these things, it's sad. For I'm you. a woman of a certain age. <laughs> That's what Wendy Williams says. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't even, I don't know where to go after she says that, but right. Yeah. What she said. Um, 
I love Avia. All right. <laughs> so uh, I have a I have a topic here, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give away how this topic came about, but I have a I have a topic that I feel like both of us are gonna be very passionate about, and that topic is first dates. I we've had a bunch of hyper good nights around first dates, and this is one of those things where. This is one of those things where I have to put my two cents in on this, and I can't wait to hear Avia's two cents on this. And this is going to come in three parts. So the first wave of this, Avia, and I would love for you to address this. I'm going to bring up a scenario to you, and I want to know how you would handle this and what would be your perspective. Okay. When a first date is initiated, let's say a guy initiates the first date. And put out there that it's going to be at, I don't know, 7 p.m. on a Thursday. Mm. All right. 7 p.m. on a Thursday night. That's a lot you more guys details agree. than a lot of guys give nowadays. You, I hate her so much. <laughs> okay. You went in 10 points for you already. You, <laughs> you guys agree to meet up for that first date at 7 p.m. Is there in your mind a time frame where it's too little too late to cancel the date like is there like is it three hours before is it the night before like what to you is too little too late to cancel the date or is there no such thing so long as they just let you know in advance 701 is too late (laughs) fair i'm either in route or i'm already there or i'm I'm in route to being 10 minutes late um 659 is also too late as well seven o'clock um, what's also late is an hour beforehand. An hour? Yeah. The way you just... I'm, I'm asking. I'm like, like, an hour? An hour? <laughs> but I, I, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. How is an hour too late? I'm going to say an hour is too late because I feel like an hour is probably the most amount of time that someone would have to travel Sometimes you never know where somebody is to get to a date. You never know. It could be traffic. It could be different boroughs. You're coming from a different place. And someone may be leaving an hour ahead of time to get to you on time. And if you cancel in the midst of that in New York City, (laughs) it's going to be a lose situation because that person's probably going to miss that text or miss that call or miss that notification of, oh, this date's not happening, actually. You don't even have to rush to be on time anymore. And the person may not even realize until they actually get to the spot because they're underground taking the train or whatever the case is. Um, I feel like at any given point where you're canceling the date and it's it's changing the course of that person's day, that's when it's too late. So while some may say, okay, an hour is the, the least amount of time, before it becomes like, okay, this is not cool. You have a fair point. I can't actually say anything of this. My thing is, you di- you just don't know what someone has done to fit you in their schedule, right? So, I know that... That's a good point. You, you just don't know. So, you're thinking, oh, I'm telling this person ahead of time. Well, you are. You What you are, but what you don't know is maybe that person had something to do that day, and they actually put that to the side for the next day. That's true. Because they wanted to see you, and they realized that your schedule is busy as well, and it's like. So would you would you take that as if they they're not they didn't prioritize your time if they tell you an hour in advance? Ex- yeah, precisely, precise. I would be. Where something came up though. I will never know if something actually came up. Now, something came up is like the most generic response. Something came up. <laughs> but you know. Wow, what came up? And no, where did it come but, from? But it's a Thursday. Like work could come up. 
This is what I think someone should do. If work comes up, I feel like there is, at my job, I can tell if I'm going to be late or if I'm going to just not be able to make it out on time. No, because everyone's (laughs) occupations are different. You know what I'm saying? So at my job, I can most definitely predict if I'm going to be getting out there late. And at that point where I feel like I'm getting out there late, I will let that person know. Maybe I did ruin their their plans for that day or whatever the case is. But I mean, gosh. Because anything could come up, right, at work, depending on where you work. You never know what it is. Um, I just think it's an inconvenience for everybody, you know? Can I just, okay. Can what I about you? Can yeah, I no, yeah. I, no, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> my thought is, is, so long as they've given you an hour and a half to two hours, nobody should be mad at one another. But that's my two cents. And I've been told that that is dead wrong. It's basically one of those things whereas depending on who that person is, depending on how long you two have been trying to talk or mm-hmm. seeing each other, whatever, or if this, is, if this literally is the first date and you guys have just been kind of texting back and forth and talking on the phone, people can take it personally that you haven't prioritized their time. And I understand that. I don't like it, but I understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... I've been in a position before where somebody has told me that I didn't prioritize their time when I told them six hours in advance. And they were hurt. So we never talked again. I mean, that's not something I can like manage when I know coming down the pipe, I'm like, man. Six hours, I'm... though. <laughs> but and that's what I'm saying. It's like it goes back to the you don't know what that person did to clear out that part of their day for you. Where that may have affected other things, maybe there was something they could have done in right. place if they had they known earlier. Like no one knows these things, so I mean, six hours in general sounds fine. It sounds fine. Yeah, it sounds fine. You, okay. In her defense, and this is what I had to take away from this after talking to one of my, one of my closest uh, female friends, she said. Think about it. She probably wore a certain dress. She probably dressed up a certain way, blah, 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 and did all of this, led up to work, and then yo ass goes, no, I'm, I can't go because of work, blah, blah, blah. And she's probably been hyping this to her friends, like, yo, I'm going on this date, and then you fucking cancel. Mm-mm. And I'm like... Ladies, don't hype up a date to your friends until it happens. They- <laughs> For real. <laughs> Wait till you actually went on the date. <laughs> The dates paid for. You are at home before you hype anybody up because there's too Don't. many. There's too many people out here that will disappoint you. And I have a friend who I don't know. She just she's kind of unlucky in love in that way where it's like whenever she's about to go on a date, it just doesn't happen. Damn. Yeah, I know. And so when she tells That's me about it, I'll be like, Oh, how was your date? And she'll be like, Uh, because you know she hyped it up to me. And then she'll be like, Oh, it didn't happen because X Y Z. And I'm like, damn, this again? Yeah, exactly. So it's okay, like... Okay, let's... Yeah, I, I agree with obvious. No, so I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not trying to be pessimistic of the situation, but like Law said, things come up, as these guys say. And I mean... Don't, you being patronizing. You know, no. I'm not saying things come up as if there's not something that's actually there. I'm saying things come up as like, shit really does happen. Like no, I agree with that, but I I'd rather talk about something after it's happened because it gives me something to talk about as opposed to, oh my gosh, I'm going on this date with X Y Z person and I can't wait. Or we're going here, and we're doing this, and it's like, oh girl, how was your date? And you're just like, what date? Oh yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not talking to him anymore. Like 
And that's how the conversation would go, right? That's right. Yeah. So, um, but six hours, come on now. Yeah, maybe she did wear a certain outfit to work that she wouldn't normally wear because she's trying to impress yeah. But oh, wow, girl, you got more outfits in your closet. <laughs> Everyone you probably thought like, you were going on a job interview. You know like, like, she might have white stockings. Anyway, oh, let's God. move. Then let's you should move. go home anyway and change. <laughs> your outfit is way too dry. Anyway, um, so the next, the next portion of the conversation, and this is another one. This is something that, I had to take a step back on based on somebody I know, and I know you are listening, said person, so I'm not going to say your name. Um, but during those first initial two dates, and I know a lot of this is on the guy to initiate a date, and I don't care what any woman says. Most of the time, it is guys initiating dates, period. That's just how things work. Don't ask me why. Don't ask me how. I want to understand what women are willing to put into those first two dates. Are they willing to make suggestions as to where you guys should go? Are they willing to actually set up one of those two first dates? Like what what are willing women willing to do? Because one of my friends has made it very clear that when she is interested in someone, she will do those things, whether that be her initiating the date her creating the date or her putting something together where she knows it's something she's genuinely interested in and she wants that person to partake with her, which then becomes the date. And, and, and shocking enough, that does not happen very often, according to my guy friends, because they're like, most of the women we know don't have any idea what the hell they want to do on a date. They don't have any idea about any. Even in your own experience, haven't you experienced that? 100%. So then does oh, that 100%. does that make you feel like okay well I don't even know where to take this or here's here's my only cuz I'm 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 really asking you to get your take on this but in those first two dates if I'm asking you questions and you're not giving me clarity as to what you're interested in we can't go on a date does that so make you're sense? saying like within conversation, getting to know you conversation prior to even asking or thinking about it mm-hmm. if they don't give you Right, but but this is also like, why these I go are my on hobbies. This Wait, is what but, I but like. This is why I also go on meetups because for me a meetup is what's like, a meetup that is like clarify us. it for the people. Oh, we've already done this. This is in an old episode. You guys can catch this in the first five or six episodes. But it's a pre meetup versus a date. A date is actually a well. Let me do with a meetup is first. A meetup can be anywhere you want it to be aside from home where you two meet in a platonic place where two platonic people would meet up it could be a starbucks it can be literally a walk down the park it could be anything where two platonic friends would meet up and it does not need to have the structure of dinner movie theater event something that ties next to something else it's literally you two meet up somewhere and just talk that's all it is. <laughs> nothing further, nothing less, and you guys bail on each other. That is what I suggest anybody who's doing online dating does. Do that before you actually go on an official date. An official date to me should substantiate that both of you guys are aligned in the proceedings, meaning that both you guys think that this should lead to the second tier of this, an actual date where you sit down, have dinner with one another, and invest. And by invest, I mean invest time, invest money, invest actual feelings towards moving towards something else. That's my two cents. Mm. So I said all that to say during those first two during those first two dates, if I if we've already went through the meetup process, you you would have had to communicate and tell me something that's got me to, oh, this is what she's interested in, this is what she likes, these are the things that I know for sure that'll go well on a date. 
If I can get that out of you, we're never going on a date. Because you don't talk enough or I'm not able to get the information out of you. One of those things is, does not it sound requires good. requires too much thinking on your end to be like, uh, will she like this? All right. right. Well, let's just figure it out and see. Right. So if a woman is willing to put in that work and she's willing to do that on the flip side and actually do some of that common ground work, I would be remiss. I am in a situation now where I have, I have a... A girlfriend who would be willing to go out of her way to do those things. Shout out to you. You know who you are. You know what I mean? But I think this is the first time Law admitted um, his relationship status. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Props for that on episode 26. So come through. Come through. What you got? I want to hear from you on those first two dates. Are you willing to do any of the work? First of all, I think a meetup should only be done if you don't really know the person like that. Mm Mm-hmm. I've gone on a meetup with someone that I actually knew, and I'm just like, why are we sitting on this park bench talking? Why not? But why? We know each other. There is no, let me get to know you to see if I want to take you out. What would be the purpose of a meetup at that point? You know me. You don't agree with that? You feel no, like there should I, still be a meetup if I, I you know think the there person? absolutely can be because, First of all, again, I'm not really into the whole meetup thing. Um, that's cool. Yeah. And everyone has their, their own idea. Of, 100%. Yeah. I think that, uh, gosh, what are women willing to do? I don't know what women are willing to do, honestly. I think every woman is different. Um, I know for myself, I think I make it pretty clear in conversation the things that I'm into. I think that NBA games are great first dates for anyone uh, once I get off my dating detox. <clears throat> but, um, <laughs> I cannot. No, but um, I think that, you know, if a woman wants to initiate the first date, great. I'm not against it. But um, for myself, like I've said before in past episodes, it's not something that I've done because, like I've said, I've always felt like if a man wants to do something you with you. Okay. So you're not going to initiate anything. <laughs> if you want to do something with me, then you got to come correct. You got to step up. You got to take the that is basically what you're saying. So you should come correct. Okay, Listen, very good. I have I have no qualm against any any woman initiating anything. And qualm, I don't know who you are, but clearly she has nothing against you, no, qualm. I don't have. <laughs> Damn, what you got against qualm? <laughs> Um, I, I think that women would be more likely to initiate a date if it is the second one, because the first one, I, in a a general sense, I feel like a lot of women think the way that I do, where it's just kind of like, you would like the guys to take the lead. You would like, you would like to see, do they pay attention to you as far as like, you know, this is what I like. And I've discussed this in conversation and, and blah, 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 because Honestly, and this may seem a little, I don't know, I don't know. This may seem a little one-sided as far as the gender roles go, but I think that if it was up to the woman to create the first date, we would knock it out the park every time. You know why? Oh my, oh my God. We pay attention, okay? You saying we as a collective, and I am shocked that you saying this. Us women, we pay attention. We pay attention. So if you mention something, we will take that into account. I think that there's a lot of men who have these getting to know you conversations that... Men, do y'all smell that? I smell it. You smell it? Smell what the rock is cooking? It smells like bullshit. Okay, continue. You know what's bullshit? 
I think what's bullshit is getting to know you conversation goes into how was your day? Good morning. Good night. Good night. Right, right. Seriously, getting to know you conversation has become so dry lately that I don't think that, and I'm not saying it's just men, even women, because I, I have a coworker who expects the guy to carry everything, carry the conversation, know where to take me, everything. Can you I need to initiate you? everything, is, and I don't agree with that at all. You do realize that's the norm, right? What, that the women? There, there's a lot. Of, I know you don't believe this. There is a I've never lot. dated a woman in my life, so I don't know what you guys experience. I can just speak for myself and say that I know that I'm not like that. So I would hope that there's more women like me that know how to have a conversation. But there's been times where I will meet someone and they're great in person and through text, they're just, like we said before, the dry ass texters. And and people like to use. If text- y'all missed that on a previous episode, <laughs> dry ass texters. Javier does not like dry ass. I texting. hate dry texting. Okay, we're we're, we're we're going way too deep off. But no, so, it's not on. going let way me, too deep me, off because me, texting is the mode of communication most people use back. to communicate. And if you do not pay attention, if you do not scroll up, if you do not see her responses, you're not gonna you're not. It's gonna be hard for you to figure out what. A, a first date should be. Let me do this though. Let me do this. Let me let me get back to another part of that conversation. We were talking about those first two dates. If what would you be willing to do? And you're saying nothing. I'm That's not what saying I'm saying nothing. No. That what I did ba- you? What I did basically you told you that I'm the type of person where through conversation it's easy to get to know what I like. I'm gonna easily tell you what I like. It's not gonna be a riddle. It's not gonna be a guessing game. So if it comes down to you having to ask me. Hey, do you eat seafood? And I already mentioned it before. Well, then you weren't paying attention. Now, my thing is, I don't think there's anything wrong with a guy asking a girl what she likes. Because you guys are trying to make it seem like... You guys are trying to make it seem like it's hard to get to know a girl for who she is. And then you're left with nothing to, to go off of. Okay. here Here's where I was going with this, though. On those first two dates... It, what exactly are you willing to do? Because some women will be like, oh, on a second day, maybe I'll, I'll cook dinner at my place. Okay, now let's touch on the whole cooking dinner thing. And I blame these cooking dinner-ass girls for everything. I cannot. I blame them. What What are you blaming them for? I had a situation one time years ago where I met this guy at a party. We exchanged numbers. We had the whole texting, getting to know you thing. And then it came down to him um, asking me if I wanted to go out with him. And I'm like, sure. So he suggests, hey, so what do you like? Da, da, da. I told him things. And out of all the things that I told him, he decides to respond back with, uh, oh, so how about I just like, come to your house and we could chill, we could order food, da, 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 da. I'm like, I don't even know you, plur. You going to come to my house? Oh, he invited himself to your He house. invited himself over. Okay. To my house. Okay. And he, this is his... Okay, this he's is, doing the most. Wait, wait. This is his rationalization. Okay. I felt... I basically told him, I was like, I don't even know you like that. And he's like, yeah, well, because you don't know me like that, I felt like you would feel more comfortable getting to know me in the comfort of your own home. This nigga's off What? John Rocker. What? So, wait. You... To me, this is like a manipulator. <laughs> like... Well, that's why I'm making. No well, that's why I'm making it good for you because we'll be in the comfort of your own home for you to get to know me. I'm like so as opposed to being no, around. No, you should have just responded. This feels like stranger danger, sir. No, and 
that's exactly what I felt like. I'm like, I'm good. You're not even that cute anyway. Okay. Like in my okay. in my head. Then there goes in my I love head. her shallowism when it creeps in <laughs> to any episode. This makes me happy so much. In my head. But I'm saying I'm blaming these cooking ass girls because there are women out there that would prefer to cook their date a dinner and have it inside her house and off of a first date. Which hey, what are you blaming them for? Are you I'm, blaming okay. them for the fact that men who, if a guy assumes that something's gonna happen because you invited him to his place, that's his problem, not her problem. No, what Period. I'm saying is for every for every guy that expects a girl to be okay with him coming to her house on the first date, there is a woman that he has dated in the past that let him. Okay. So it's it's an expectation thing of well, I've dealt with other girls before that cook cook me dinner on the first date, and I it's not a problem if I come over. And now the problem here lies with you. Like, no, that's just not the way it is. There has to be an understanding that, like you said, first of all, when someone's in your space that early, uh, you could be sending the wrong message. And I feel like there is this. I feel like. Well, Oh, why are you doing that? Because then that's victim shaming. Listen, no, I'm not. It really is. I'm not victim shaming. I'm saying that because of the way that society is. I invited you to my place. A so lot you of, should expect to fuck no, me. No, a lot of men expect something when they are in your four walls. And I mean the four walls of your <laughs> home. Pause. The four walls of your home. I mean. <laughs> I just, mm. I did not know this was turning into uh, the sex chronicles, no, the Zane When the guy's in your four walls. There is an expectation. <laughs> do it right. Get um, it right, get it tight. But um, I, I, I do think that there is this unspoken expectation of she is comfortable enough to let me into her home and she doesn't really know me. So she must be okay with things going in that direction if I... That's his own problem. I know it is. But do you 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 have to understand? If that is the man's own problem, it's also a woman's problem too because she's dealing with this man. To protect herself. I understand trying to protect herself and being precautious, but that's still a, a him issue. Like he has to be the one that's like... Okay, let me be sensible and not jump to this. You don't this know that a blah, guy blah, blah, blah. is like that until they're in that situation. Fair enough. So it's it's I'm like I'm not arguing that. So it's like how do you even like predict this is the way that this man will be once he's in my home and once there's comfort and once there's no no other people and you know, I'm just trying to set an ambiance cuz I do want it to be nice. And for him to not think that something's not going to go down. If you go to a guy's house late at night, booty call hours, a booty call is expected, right? Well, that's if you, all unspoken. If you pull up at 2 a.m. If someone pulls up at 2 a.m. and there oh, hasn't been any discussion. It's sad. The thought is. Right? So if someone pulls up the at. Thought, so, well, so, so if a guy pulls up at 8 a.m. for dinner and stays until booty call hours, then at that point, what is it? It's like, oh, well, you should know. A girl should know ahead of time. Well, he's here for this long, so this means that something should go down. Fair. Fair. I mean, what's the, what's the answer to that question? Though? The, the answer to that question is we need to all be way more mature about how these things go because I think there is this thought that women need to need women on one end have to be super cautious over something where they shouldn't have to be, and on the flip side, the expectation is that men should also understand, hey, let's not be completely 
outlandish and assume something from a, that a woman owes you something going into a date. Well, it's, that, those are conversations that have to happen up front too. I just feel like it should. Like, oh, if you invited on my house, just don't think that this is more than what it is. How many women have said, "Don't think that we're gonna do anything," and they actually do something? I don't know. And those are I don't have that, any statistics. But those on are the people that mess it up for the woman who actually mean it. Okay. Because the guy is gonna think, oh well. That's like when a girl's like, oh, I'm not doing anything with you tonight. And then she gives in. And then it's just like, what is a guy's expectation going to be after that? It's going to be that every girl that says she's not going to do anything is going to do it. So I, I, I blame the people that are, I blame. It's both parties. It's, it's the women that let their guards down really easily early on. And I'm not saying you need to be a guarded person and just never have them in your house. But it's just that if there wasn't this, if there wasn't this unspoken rule about if someone's at your house at a certain time or if someone comes to your house early on, then yeah, there is this thing that could happen as far as you know intercourse or, or anything sexual. If there wasn't that stigma, then I, I don't think it would be an issue if, if a woman decides to cook dinner for her first date. But because there is that stigma, it kind of so, ruins things. Okay, here's the last one I wanted to bring up. And this will, this will close us out on this conversation. Um, when it comes down to first dates, I think there is something that always has to be stated. And I'm giving my opinion before I even ask for yours. So this is going to be a little backwards in the way that I'm doing this. But I think intent is extremely important. I think it's it's super important to understand where you what you guys both want. With age comes more purpose-driven dating. And what I mean by that is men have expectations, women have expectations like higher expectations as you date when you get older. I said all that to say, um, I think there is this notion, especially when you're over the age of 30, 33, 32, 35, any of those ages where it's like, what are we doing? And is this leading to something? Now, if you're dating somebody that's not in the same space as you, I don't care whether you're a male or female to this extent, something has to be stated up front to let the other party know Hey, I'm not on the same page as you, at least from that person that doesn't feel the same way. Does that make sense? And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because I want to know your opinion on what is the cutoff time for when that should happen. Is it in the first first couple of uh, times you talk on the phone? Is it via text? Is it over dinner? Like that one person should let the other person know I'm not really in the mode of like, you know, being serious. However, that same person that's not necessarily in the mode of being serious could become serious over time if they see fit with you. So <laughs> it's a, a weird conundrum a to gamble. be in. That's right. Um, hmm. You know what? This is something that I've struggled with actually in my own life when I was dating because I'm on a dating detox, like I said. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's right. (laughs) It's funny how our episode is about dates and I ain't partaking. Um, I think that that should be be discussed early on. Because, yes, anyone's feelings can change over time. Someone can become attached to someone that they've they've been dating casually. And maybe if they had said, oh, I'm only into casual dating, that would have um, that would have prevented the future dates from happening to even know if they want to be with that person. But I do think that your intentions need to be clear from jump because 
people always go into dating as, oh, I'm just chilling, but you know, if I meet someone who, um, I, I already know where you're going with that. Right, I, I'm chilling, I but agree. if I meet someone who I mesh but well those, with, but then people, I would be willing to be in a relationship with them. Do you? Think I haven't met an, that person but, yet. But my question is: Is there an age gap with what that happens? Like, is it like the in terms of the way you date? Because I believe that there is an age gap with that. The I'm going into this without intent. Like, oh, whatever. It just is what it is, and if it flows, it flows, and we'll figure that out if we get there. I think there's an age gap there. Because I know women that are real purposeful. I know guys that are real purposeful when they're in their 30s and are not on this bullshit of we trying to figure this out long. Like I mean, guys become purpose, purposeful a little too late sometimes. That's right. <laughs> so the age range of women being purposeful in their dating is definitely earlier than, than men. I feel like when men are older, yes, they are looking for that person to settle down with a lot sooner because time is ticking and they realize, okay, I've been there, done that, checked it off the list. I've, I'm good with the whole dating scene. But by the time they realize it, it's like, I mean, what, what, who are you dating at that point? And you can't, you can't necessarily rush someone into being on the same wavelength as, as you if they're not even the same age as you. So how many men that are older actually date women their own age? I wonder what those statistics are. I don't, I don't know that. And for a guy, it works in their favor because if they want to decide to be purposeful in their dating at 37, it will not be hard for them to find a woman who's also purposeful in her dating because most women are, I would like to think, right? Right. So, um... I don't know. I think that's where the age gap gap comes in. And for us women, it's not really in our favor. It's like once we get to a certain age, how do we go about finding someone who is in that age range who who does feel the same way that we do? I don't I don't know. I mean, I'm a single person. I, I clearly don't have the answers <laughs> to that. She don't have the answers. I'm right. sway right here. Um, what do you think? So here's the last thing I'm going to say about this. In terms of that cutoff, I genuinely believe in that first in the first two dates that we were talking about, I think you could have addressed this during a meetup. And you shouldn't even have made it to a date where both of you guys put on the table where you're at and what you are seeking. I think that's a very clear conversation to have before you ever go out on a date. Because if I know you're dating with purpose and I'm not, then I better be clear about the fact that I'm not trying to push this any further than what we pushed it. Because I don't want to put you in a scenario where you think we're doing more than what we're doing because we're not. Can I, can I note one thing? Just note it. Um, <laughs> it reminds me of this time I went out with this guy and he made it very clear to me that he was looking for someone to settle down with mm -hmm. and he had gotten out of a relationship like a few months prior to that. And he also made a note to me saying all of his friends were in relationships, married or on their way to being married, but him. And so when I heard that come from his mouth, all I could think of was, you are in a rush because you are the last one standing. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you, you acting like this is You like and your survivor, friends can't right? even relate to each other anymore because they are they come with the plus one and you are by yourself. And so that changes the dynamic of the friendship. That's first. Right. Secondly, because you want to be on that wavelength of having someone, you're not going to waste anyone's time, which is great. But what's also a little off putting about the whole situation was I felt like I was on an interview for like who's gonna be my wife 
Like if that was a TV show. That makes sense. And so I felt like he was judging the things that I did and judging the things that, that I was saying. And it wasn't like he was acting or reacting a, a certain way. It was I just mean, that you telling me where you are and where your friends are and where you're trying to be tells me how fast you want to move. And it does. Okay. Because he's he was clearly on the Is fast track. Is there something track. wrong with that? Uh, I think you should... I think if you notice that you don't have that much time... I don't think that you should move faster. I think that you should just have that conversation earlier. That's all that is. Like you shouldn't be sitting there asking these interview or asking questions like you're on an interview to see if this person could possibly be your mate within the first date. You can't. There is an easy way to tell if that person can't be, but there's no easy way to tell if that person can be. And I feel like in that instance, you need to allow yourself enough time to actually get to know someone. So right. I can see how it could be kind of faulty on both sides. Well, here we go. And here's how we end the show, as we always do. With the do's and the don'ts. Avia. <laughs> that was Avia, horrible. Avia. Yes. You are the do for the day. Please fill us in. What is your do? Okay. In line of the do's um, with this whole dating topic, I thought I would bring this one out. I think that they say you should never talk about exes on a first date. I don't think there's a problem with that. Um, what? Continue. It's your do. I don't think there's a problem with that because honestly, if you talk to someone about their ex on the first date, that will tell you everything you probably need to know about that person. Enough to the point where you know if you even want to go on a second date with them. And these are things that you would find out now that you wouldn't have to find out later and then you're, you're saving yourself a whole world of time. I think that when you ask a girl about, not about her ex, but maybe about her past relationships, just keep it general. You don't have to ask about the last person she was with. You don't have to ask about how did it end because at that point, that's pretty personal. Just keep it general so you can see the pattern of how she dates. You can see the pattern of her decision-making skills. You can see how she feels about people by the way that she talks about them. And a girl will divulge in that information, I feel like, to a certain extent. You will give all the answers that you need about who that person is, how that person feels, if they are ready to date, um, all by asking a generic question about, like, their past relationships. Like, what is the generic sense that you get from your past relationships? If you can use one word to describe your past relationships, is there one word? Is there not? Make it as general as possible. That's all I'm going to say. There's nothing wrong with it as long as you keep it general. Do. Ladies, uh, this is my do. And I'm, I'm saying this on behalf of all ladies that have multiple uh, female friends. Um, I just want to do a service to all of you by saying this one thing. Don't, Dance. and I repeat, don't Dance. be the friend that puts on a moral filter to tell your other friend how they should live their life and how their relationship life should be if you yourself can't live up to that moral filter that you're putting on them. Please look in the goddamn mirror before you go and give an advice to somebody else about some shit as to how they should be doing it when you can't do it your motherfucking self. Oh, that sounds personal. I mean, it is. Anyway, <laughs> that is my don't. And that is the show. And if you hear the music, you know what it is. You can find us on SoundCloud. Zen, you can find us Zen. on iTunes. You can find us on Google Play at Goodnight Harlem. We Instagram. love y'all. 
And uh, good night. Adios, amigos.